0: It's time for today's episode of NFT365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. All right, welcome back to another episode of nft 365 and you know it's kind of crazy today uh, on this actual date we're recording this on uh january 1st uh 11th so it's not january 1st january 11th uh 2022 so it's 1 11 to 2 and of course, that means uh, ten months from now, it'll be the one year uh, you know anniversary of the podcast. It'll also be the day we're selling our uh, Mint three sixty five collection, and it, it's kind of like exciting because we're like we're really you know getting up there, and there's just lots of good things happening. It's also a good reminder that you know we're only one sixth of the way there, uh, which I think is something uh, you know also just a like you know doing something every day for a year uh, is it's, it's a long time because it's well a whole year, and so. You know, one of the things that we're adding to uh, our repertoire here on the podcast, uh, officially starting now, we've been doing it uh, kind of sporadically over the last uh, two months, is that we're also now uh, including the video podcast um, up on YouTube. Uh, so there'll be a full um, playlist and channel now uh, dedicated towards all of the videos that we have for the podcast. So you, if you're a you're someone that likes to consume via YouTube, uh, you can do that as well. You might have noticed uh, I did have the video out a couple episodes ago, 50, episode 55, um, because I wanted to put the words on the screen for the, the 40 terms that I, I you know, defined all of the, the slang and the vernacular that uh, is uh, in this NFT space. But you know, I really wanted to uh, to tackle on this episode, and, and you know, kind of as we get into uh, the podcast, you know, I'm always trying to adapt and adjust, you know, what we're talking about, how we're talking about it, and making sure that I'm tapping into the things that um, you guys are looking for. And, and I'll say, I get a lot of of the same questions, which I think is always a good sign. But I also get a lot of questions where you know it comes into this like the drama, or even. Uh, let's just say, the, the what the, how the media or you know what are the things that are picked up. And I feel like, unfortunately, right now, it feels like in the NFT space, it's either the big bucks, big promo projects that are getting a lot of press. And then, of course, you have like the, the OG staple projects, which deserve the press, right? With board, a- board Ape Yacht Club and, and CryptoPunks and some of those. And then there's like this press around... Um, The scams and the negativity and a lot of the things are going out there and you know, I have done an episode uh, About avoiding the rug pull and like kind of like uh, some of the things that you have to think about like kind of to protect yourself But on this episode, I actually wanted to kind of backtrack, right? Because we've now done 60 days in a row where we've actually minted an NFT every single day. So for 60 days, starting on November 11th, we've been buying an NFT um, every single day. We started with uh, an ENS domain uh, for our very first uh, NFT that we minted all the way back uh, on November 11th. And, you you know, I think for those that are out there, we've kind of hit that home a little bit. But, you know, an ENS domain is really like a short URL for your public wallet address. And if you think about your public wallet address as really it's your email address for Web 3.0. So it's something that you can share publicly. It doesn't matter if people have, but it's this long hash. And so what ENS domains allow us to do is allow us to um, add a, a short domain or short URL to that. And I'll say, um, you know, we have the domain, we have a, we have a bunch of, uh, or I own a bunch of um, ENS domains. Uh, of course, like my personal one is off of Fanzo.eth. Uh, we own like the podcast one, NFT365podcast.eth. Uh, we own uh, Mint365.eth. We own ADHD coin, uh, ETH. So that was really the one we first started out with. Which, let's face it, was a little bit of a layup. Uh, and then on the second project that we minted on back on November 12th, um, it was also a little bit of a layup. But I can tell you, like, after that date, the there was no more layups because the second project we minted, which was actually the very first um, PFP project that we mentioned, um, we minted, which just to clarify, remember, PFP project is a, a profile photo project, which means really the art is something that you might wear as your profile photo. That second project was the, the Chibi Labs, and, and it was the Chibi Galaxy uh, rollout. And the reason I say that was a layup was I'm a huge fan of the team. I'd actually met the team in person uh, in New York a couple of weeks prior. I am actually an owner. I minted one of the, the uh, Chibi Apes, which was the project they had launched um, earlier in the summertime. And I actually had the founder on as our very first uh, guest here on the podcast uh, a while back, like one of the episodes in the 20s, so... You know, like that's kinda of how we started out. But you know, the question that I get a lot, and I think I wanted to kind of just tackle this, is you're like, Brian, how do how do you how are you doing the research? Right? I've told everybody that we spend, you know, I'd say four to six hours, depending on the project um, you know, researching what the day is, researching what other projects are minting that day. Um, also trying to be strategic, right? The actually, while we're recording this episode, uh, I'm actually 0 for two on trying to mint a project today. Um, that I wanted to mint or include, um, in our project. Um, both of them were fairly large mints, and unfortunately, um, for us, um, I wasn't able to get on the whitelist, and I wasn't able to actually get one of the, um, when they when they launched. Um, and one of them is the the Cake apps, a uh, Cake apps cake apes um which i did uh, end up buying one on the secondary market for myself but I, I did try to mint that one uh for this project and so uh tonight one of the projects that we did some research on that we're hoping um that we're able to mint out with is the lazy llama project but you know that project has actually already uh, announced that they their their pre-sale and their wait list has actually already sold um 80 of the project so the likelihood of us getting one of those tonight is also limited So this comes back to this idea, and I will tell you, I was very concerned this weekend. Um, For those that aren't aware, there was multiple hacks of Discords. There were also kind of like uh, threads or links that had gone viral uh, on Twitter um, via Twitter DM. I was also just made aware of a Reddit forum um, that I guess was not only... Um, developed months ago for a product that was released on Solana, um, but it was developed with the entire idea of manufacturing buzz for the rug pool uh, for one of the ape projects on um, on Solana. And I don't like giving, you know, it's that weird balance where I want to, I think we should learn from these projects, but we shouldn't give them any more publicity, um, you know, in the, the rug pool side of the house. But for those that are wanting like, you know, a rug pool, I look at it as kind of two form, right? One it is very methodical and evil and strategic. And I think those people should go to hell. And I have no problem saying that. Um, and those are people that are are building something with the sh- with the sheer goal of manipulating everyone and stealing everyone's money. Right. You can take it safe, say for what it is, right? We have we are all, you know, adults here and we have to take on the risk that we have. But there are bad people doing bad things, and there are those people that are going to do that. There are all, all the other side of the rug pool are, you know, when it becomes either community managers, part of the team, maybe the founder is doing some shady things. Um, and then it just becomes a project that is um, in almost in like no man's land, no woman's land. Um, and it's kind of like out there and ends up being a project that you just feel as though um, they didn't really have all their ducks in a row. and They weren't really prepared to deliver. And I will tell you, you know, I think a lot of the projects over the last year, had a high likelihood of failure and becoming a rug pull because so many projects launched without having like the due diligence of understanding like the legal aspects of the contract or, um, you know, what are, you know, are they going to be able to deliver on the roadmap based on the budget that they're getting? How are they going to manage taxes? Um, who's going to manage the wallet or the community wallet? Are you doing a multi-sig wallet where it requires two signatures of authorization, kind of like what you would see like um, with like the, the thing that the president walks around with right for the, uh, you know, to be able to bomb, right. You have to have two people's keys and the, and the president's fingerprint um, to actually have that authorized. And so I've, you know, we've been researching, right. 60 projects, 60 days in a row, we bought 60 projects um, for a little over, you know, right around $25,000 um, worth of spend um, between um, mint prices and gas fees and transfer fees and all that stuff. And I will tell you, um, here's the, here's the one truth that I want you to, to recognize from the start is um, we are all human and I don't care how experienced you are in this space. I don't care if you're an influencer, you're a thought leader or you're a newbie. We are all prone to a rug pull. We could all be manipulated. And here's the thing, you know, I I fell for one fairly recently and it, it hit me really hard. I felt, um, I felt violated, right? I felt like the things that I've preached on this podcast were almost used against me in this project and you know all the signs in my my view lined up and I ended up being wrong and here's the thing we have to remember it's not our fault right if we're doing the research and we are spending the time and checking the box it does not mean that we are believing that a project is guaranteed to be successful or guaranteed not to be a rug pull what we're saying is we are decreasing the likelihood based on the trends and things that we are we have seen but that doesn't mean that this project can't be the anomaly or can't be something that that hits us all right and I just want to put that out there and it also means that you know if you've fallen for you know a fake link on discord where you bought the wrong NFT like I, I I've said this on the podcast right uh, there are 11 nFTs in my hidden folder that after buying them I realized I either bought the wrong project I brought a project that probably is a rug pull or I just FOMO'd in and didn't do my own like, research that I should have. So if you are someone that's just FOMOing in and you're just throwing your money at things, hoping to hit a hundred out of hundred X win, yeah, you might want to take a little bit of the blame for a, a project, you know, taking advantage of you. But if you're spending a little bit of time doing the research and doing your best and, and you're allocating like the, that risk versus reward and you get, you know, manipulated, here's where the blame should be the blame should be on those bad people doing bad things. And here's where your focus should be is what things can I learn from based on this experience so that I don't make the same mistakes again? And how can I share that with the public so that those mistakes are not happening? And most of you know, you know, there was a a podcast episode uh, very recently where I broke down, um, you know, kind of like my, uh, I, I guess you could call it a rant. My, you know, I believe there's so much, power in the in the culture and community of nfts but there's also so much negativity and it's so easy for people to take advantage or manipulate people or claim to be an expert that aren't an expert and yes you can ask them to be um to check their bag and and just because someone has a bored ape doesn't mean that they can teach you how to buy the right nfts just because someone even has bought a lot of nfts doesn't mean they have a strategy or an understanding on how to reverse engineer and so i will tell you you know there's a couple of things that i'm going to throw out for you to think about when you're researching and one of them is when you're looking at the founders of a project and remember i'm very pro um, the founders being doxed, or at least the founders and the developers which means I want to know their name. I want to know who they are. I also want them to be pretty active on Twitter spaces or um, in your Discord channel. I think that's the least that you could ask um, of founders that are out there. And I will tell you, I'm not participating or partnering with any projects where that is not um, the bare minimum. And um, one of the things that I do when I research uh, founders is I actually research founders like I refer- research influencers, which is what, I, what the agency that I ran and was a part of um, we've done for a long time. And you have to go beyond like the social metrics. Right. So I'll look and see, like, what is their what is their past? Right. Like I'll Google their name. And if they especially if they have a rare name. Right. What are the first page of Google results? But then I also be like, you know what, sometimes people might not have a lot of SEO or value. What's like, what does their Twitter following look like? And then I'll actually go through those tweets and I'll say, you know, how many tweets are negative, right? I'll just scroll through the tweets. Now, there are a couple tools um, I will tell you that I I do have the advantage of using. Um, and I'm very, I'm very blessed to have a lot of companies that have, um, entrusted in me and giving me free access to influencer tools that I can actually now use um, in this form or fashion um, because really what I'm trying to determine is like what what is their rapport what is their tone what is their like uh, men, not mental state is the wrong term but like what is their baseline of expectations for how they act on social media right and and I and I, and I hate to say it but like I'm one that doesn't judge people like I don't care if someone smokes weed I don't even care if someone has a checkered past. What I care about is in the recent past and where we are today, are you someone that is a, a moral, of, uh, you know stands a moral high ground? Do you have an opinion? Or do you just follow the other trolls and, and random you know, quote-unquote thought leaders in this space that just because they've been in this space a while, um, all of a sudden everybody has to kiss the ring and, and bow down to them? And then I also want to say, like, what is your interaction with other projects, right? I am so bullish on, you know, wag me, right? For those that were listening to the the podcast episode fifty five, where I I explained all the terms, wag me, um, stands for we are all going to make it. And a lot of people, a lot of founders of projects make those claims, but they're really only looking out for their own or their one or two friends, and it's almost like. It sadly, it almost becomes like a good old boys network, which like, don't get me started on the boys side of the house. Right. Because it, I believe the women in this space and many of the women projects, other projects that are going to be blue chips this year, hands freaking down. Um, and just wait till you see the lineup of guests I have coming on the podcast. Uh, I will tell you, I think four of the next four Five guests are females, and they are um, badasses in the space. And those that are are doing really some innovative things. That have done innovative things. That are also doing innovative things. That are also people that we want to um, jump in with and and really understand what they're all about. But you know what I mean by like I go back and I, and I want to understand: Are they amplifying other projects? And I'm also going to check like: Have they posted an Open Sea link? on their Twitter account where I can go now see what is in their wallet. Like I would even challenge projects founders that are out there right now. Like, I think it's a great idea for you to put a link to your, you know, and I know most of us have multiple wallets. I, I have, you know, three or four wallets um, that I operate in, but I have one. That's a very public wallet, right. That most people can, um, you know, anyone can see what's going on. And I think as a project founder, if you really want to show people, you know, what, you're, what you stand for and how you build, um, this is what I recommend you to do. And it's funny because one of the things that I've been red flagging recently with founders is if they talk only about flipping NFTs and overnight success and how much money they can make in the first 24 hours, yet the tone of their own individual project is to bash or belittle those that are flipping or that are worrying about the floor price, it's a red flag for me, Right. And it's not saying that, hey, if you are a flipper, that hey, kudos to you. I've 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 been flipping um NFTs over the last three weeks, I've really dialed into the secondary market flipping. And I, you know, I've easily made you know three or four ETH uh just over the last couple of weeks um flipping NFTs. And I, I have no problem with that. And and for me, I'm trying to like hone in on some of that skill set. But I'm also one that says, you know back up what you're saying, right? And like, that's really what the research that we're doing. And so you are, you know, getting guilty by association. You know, I'll look and say, who are following these these NFT founders? And then who are engaging in their tweets or on their Instagram posts? You know, and then I'll even go maybe even a, a step further. And I will go in and look, what are, who are they replying to, right? So go to someone's Twitter account. And just because someone has 200,000 followers and they're only getting 30 replies does not mean they, they have bots. I watched a, Twi- a TikTok video the other day and someone's like, this is how many Twitter followers they have and they should have 10.5% engagement. That's all complete crap, right? Like the algorithm works for the algorithm. I, just because someone has a ton of followers and low engagement, that does not mean that it is a bot. It could mean that their content's not resonating with their audience. It could mean that they post too much or too little. But I want to know who is engaging, right? Because part of that also will tell me Who are the people that are most likely to buy this NFT? And I will say, this is kind of my new um, little hack that I'm going to give to you guys here on the podcast. Another way that you can avoid a rug pull or that you could, in many ways, better understand the breadth of a project is look who's promoting that project or talking about it and ask yourself, would you want to be in a project with that person? Like, are the values that that person has um, ones that you care about, right? And it also goes to the fact with how much time is spent on marketing and promoting the price and the art versus how much is spent on promoting the utility and the social good cause, right? And I will tell you, that is one that can really piss me off is if I find out that the founders, all of their marketing is about their the social good element and, you know, giving back and making mental health a priority. But then when you dig down into the roadmap and you realize only 5% of the total, you know, revenue is going to go to that, you know, not that nonprofit or that, that, um, you know, social good case that something smells funny to me. And I, I believe every project should have a social good aspect, but I believe you're going to, if you're going to mark, if you, if you're going to use charity or donation or social good or mental health as a focus in your marketing, you better back that up with a, percent, a higher percentage of that in your project you know, goals and, and through point. And I will also say, just because a project has a philanthropy aspect of it does not mean it's a good project to be a part of. It doesn't even mean that the founders are good, right? Um, we've, we know many use cases of that. And then lastly, the thing I wanted to kind of dial in for this one is, you know, when we're looking at rug pulls, you know, also look at, you know, little things. Like, I like to look at, like, how high, what is the mint price? Do they explain why the mint price is at that level? And then I look at what is the revenue share that they're taking on secondary markets? So if it is a 0.2, you know, ETH uh, mint, which I think of as a high mint price, like I think that's an overpriced mint price, and then I also look and say they're taking 10% royalties on top of that on all secondary sales. Man, that seems like they're really, I mean, they're in it for the money and they're going to like really milk people for it, right? Like I like, if you're going to do 10% on secondary, I think your mint price should be much lower, right? You should think about it as like your mint price should be 0.05 or 0.04, even lower, because remember, if... You're getting that 10% on, on secondary. You want lots of transactions, lots uh, of, of money changing hands because that's also going to be, you're going to get 10% of each of those. And so if someone doesn't understand the strategy and the mechanics behind that, that's also a red flag. And then last but not least, I mean, you really have to listen to the founders, And this is why I think founders should be on video. I think they should be on Twitter Spaces. I think they should be on Clubhouse. I believe if you are a founder of an NFT project and you want your NFT project to be successful, I think you should be hyperactive with getting your voice out, not just pitching your product, your your NFT project, but aligning your project with other projects that are similar, right? And I think it's very easy to do that because I will tell you in many cases, if I love one project and I plan on minting it, and they're partnered with another project that they're aligned with, I'm almost guaranteed to mint that as well. But if you're a project, you're like, oh, well, I'm in this space, but I haven't really looked to collaborate with others that are also in this space. To me, that's also a red flag, right? Because you're not recognizing like the idea of what the community value is, but you're also not really connecting with your greater values and your mission. And then the thing that, you know, that we've learned, I would say, over these last um, 60 days or so, and I will say you know, we've, we've minted on nine different blockchains. Most recently, the last three weeks, it's only been um, Ethereum. And I'll say part of that is because the projects that have been roadmapping out on Solana recently, I've been very disappointed with. Um, A lot of them seem half-assed. They, the roadmap, even the website, like if I view source on the website, um, it's not very well designed. They're not putting much time or effort into that. And Now, if it's an artist doing the all of the work, I have a much different approach to this because I don't think artist. I'm not going to hold an artist accountable for being a great marketer or a great website designer. I would rather just look at their art. But if you are a a project founder and you're hiring an artist and you're hiring a developer, like what the hell is your job? Right, your job is to make sure this is delivered at a high level and you're able to back up what you're saying that you're going uh, to deliver on. And the last thing that I'll, I'll kind of throw out there is, you know, in the mo- one of the most recent episodes of the podcast, I mentioned about um, how it's very easy for the data to be manipulated and lie to us. It's also very easy to tell what people care about when they talk about the dates and the projects itself, right? Um, and I will say, I'm a big you know, believer in like the human condition and the words we use matter. Think about it When if a founder has a team and when they're talking about their project, they talk about, I made this, this is what I wanted. To me, that's also a red flag. Because if you have a team and you brought your team on board, it's about what we together are all about. I mean, you guys know here on the podcast, I always talk about we. I'm so glad we are together and we are are, are on our 60th episode and we are very close. We're one-sixth of the way there. And I will tell you, most of the podcast production and development is just me. I'm a team of one. I'm doing a lot of this... Uh, You know, buying the NFTs, um, you know, researching the NFT, minting the NFT, uh, getting it in the right wallet, uh, making sure that's secure, then recording the podcast, editing the podcast, getting it up on Lipsyn, writing the show notes, getting it out on on social media, making sure that all of the the collateral is updated. But I I also am now bringing more people on my team and I have uh, Kevin and I have Drew and um, I have Eric and I have Bree that are are including on helping me out. I have, you know, uh, Jaffe and Gary Henderson that are also um, um, shedding some light and helping me with some things um, with this project. And so it is a we and so be very careful about those That are willing to step on people that are they're paying for or that are they're bringing onto a team Because for me the likelihood of them stepping on us as the nft owners is also probably pretty highly likely And i'll end with you know this on you know, I, I talk about use cases at the end of every episode and I want to, you know, say that one of the things that uh, has been requested is that you want us to say what is the, like the last NFT that we minted for the project, um, because I'm doing a lot of these NFTs, a lot of these podcasts live, and I'm posting it the same day. Um, in in the most cases, it's I'm recording it the day before and posting it the next morning. But you know, I, I think it's a great idea, and so we're going to try to do that more and more. And so yesterday we minted um, the Sat- Satoshiables. Bulls, <laughs> um, and it's the Monsters edition of it. So it's the Monter- Monster Monster uh, Sot- Bulls. I don't know how to say that. You know, it's and it's you know, of course, it's uh, you know, a tribute to uh, one of the founders, and I think it's such a a, a neat aspect, that, you know, of what they're you know, kind of doing. But I will tell you, part of the reason that um we minted that for this project is they already had. A project that rolled out um, originally. And so this is like the monsters version or you could say like, you know, kind of like Bored Ape did, right? It's their, it's their mutant version. It's like their second um, level of it. And I will tell you what I did for this project is I reached out to people that were in their discord with their original project. And I just said, hey, how much do you like the community? What's your favorite thing about this project? And I was blown away with how many people love the art, love the community, love the interaction. Um, And so when I saw that they were minting out um, this Monsters edition, uh, I was able to jump on that. And, you know, I jumped on it right away. Um, And then we minted that yesterday for um, our collection, which, you know, I'm very excited about. And I actually might have that that founder of that project on the podcast um, in the near future. But, you know, I will say the use case that I want to kind of tie in here is there's also a use case for us figuring out where we are most vulnerable in Web3 so that we can mitigate that. So when the masses are here, that we can be better um, ready to deliver. And part of that requires us to roll with the punches. And most of you know, um, you know, I interviewed uh, the founder of Meta Athletes, Kevin, um, on the podcast a couple of days ago. Um, he, he did a, an amazing uh, job of, you know, uh, kind of talking through that. It's episode 57. Uh, for those that are listening, you can go back and jump. Uh, they're creating, in my opinion, the premier athlete NFT launch incubator um, with Meta Athletes. And I'm on that team in full disclosure now um, as one of the coaches and advisors and Drew, who's one of the founders, is also one that works on me with some projects. But, you know, over the weekend and over the last couple of days, um, the, their first launch was supposed to be today. And based on some of the hacks and some of the things that had gone on and, and really just surveying their community and looking at those that were active in their Discord, they, they recognized that it was probably better to push it off a couple weeks and make sure they had some of these other things lined up and made sure that everyone in their community that wanted to, to jump on this project were prepared to do so. And I will tell you, it kind of made me love this project even more because I believe it's very easy for us to rush things out the door and say, I'll figure it out when I get there. Or it's like, you know what? I don't want to miss the momentum and everyone's buying NFTs right now and, and ETH is down. Ethereum, yeah, ETH is down. So NFTs are up. So we need to launch our NFT. But that's for those that are just trying to captive, you know, capitalize on FOMO and short term. I'm looking at projects that are here for long term, that are building sustainability. And one of those tells is if they're able to be clear with their communication while also rolling with the punches. Maybe they um, they had a tech issue, right? Like I, I some of my favorite projects had a, not a really good launch. Their tech launch was not very good, not very clean. But the way they handled it was so mature and so top level, I became a more of a fan because now I know what they're in it for and they're not going to shy away and they're not going to ignore, um, you know, some of the problems and things that are going on. And I would say that like the Matrix, the Nifty team um, over there that launched the Matrix, uh, you know, NFT series, I thought they did an amazing job of, you know, really, you know, honing in and helping, you know, a lot of projects that are, you know, let's face it, aren't near as, um, you know, you know, smooth with their launches, they did a great job, in my opinion, of really working hard to openly communicate. They had a Twitter space that was running when um, they were having the tech issues. They ran a Discord channel, um, uh, audio channel, almost through the entire troubleshooting on on day two, which I thought was really, really well done as well. And so, like, to me, these are all things that are uh, of, of of mass importance. And so I'll leave you guys with that. Um, There is no surefire way to avoid a rug pull. There's no guarantee that you can really do that. Like we'll say like, if you do this, um, you won't have somebody pull the rug out behind you. But I will say, give yourself a little bit of grace. Do the due diligence required to do some of these projects. Like don't shy away from that. And then also recognize that there are plenty of great projects out there and you don't have to be involved in every one. And in many cases, if you if something feels funny or off trust yourself over trusting anything else or any data or what any other person is talking about so with that my friends I bid you adieu I hope you have a uh, you know make it a great day and we will talk tomorrow cheers this show is not financial advice so do your own damn research.